Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Always Open. We're so glad you're here. Today, myself, Barbara Dunkelman, am joined by two wonderful guests. We've got... Hi, it's me, Jessica Vasami. And we have... It's Blizzbear. It's good it's to see you. Blizz Blizz. Bear. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, it's just us today. I love it. I know. A little cozy, little cozy vibes going on mm-hmm. here today. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, I don't know, this is going to be a mess of an episode because you got me and Jessica oh, here. No, it's going to be it. so messy. I love it. We haven't even gotten to like truly hang out yet. Other Because the first time we really hung out was... It's RTX. RTX panel. Yeah. And then I invited you... I invited you to go to a bar and that watch is, a drag show, and you true. decided to get engaged. You decided that is, to get engaged. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, that happened the same weekend. <laughs> it did. How yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare yeah. she? Because <laughs> I, I had a friend in town, and I was like, yeah, that's I, that sounds fun. My friend will probably be down, but let me just double check with her because we had planned some stuff. And so like all day, I'm just like, hey, do you, do you want to go out tonight? How are you feeling? She knew the entire time. So she's just like, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I kind of feel tired. I'm like, all right, that's why we're going to hang out at the house. Because she knew the whole time. She knew the whole, she knew the whole time. time. She was in on it, this dumb hoe. <laughs> and so so it happened. I completely completely forgot to text Blizz and, and all of that because obviously. And so then the Monday he's like, um, he texts me, um, hello. I was like, oh, sorry. He's like, you no, got engaged. No, that's why I was like, um. Hello, congratulations on being engaged. Oh, because yeah. I like you. Your just partner. Hello, you didn't come. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. come. But yeah. It was like your partner came in and was like, everyone said, congratulations. And I said, yeah. for what? <laughs> for missing the drag for show. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you oh, mean God. for what? She didn't, I didn't hear from her Saturday. So we for, didn't have a chance to like super get into it on uh, the first episode we did where you were on and talked about your engagement. But like, did yes. you know it was, ha- it was going to come? I knew that it was uh, coming in the soon, as in like, I knew it was going to happen in the fall or potentially January, February time period. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that it was going to be that weekend. And the fact that my friend from Dallas was in town really threw me off because I didn't, I didn't, ex- I didn't know that there was going to also be anybody else around too. Right. I thought it was yeah. just going to be you and him. Yeah. Or it would be with family involved. So it really caught me off guard Ooh. because even my friend, there was nothing. She she told me she had some anxiety that day, but she blamed it on like her work stuff. And so I'm like, let's just breathe for a little bit. You know, yeah. we can just chill today. I like the fact that oh. she was like <laughs> making you calm her down. Yeah. Even though like you had this huge thing that was going to happen. <laughs> I had no so idea. smart because it's no like idea. you're focused on her now. And yeah. Not on- oh. Yeah. But I think, but she also probably had anxiety. Yeah, she probably had and she was anxiety. probably just like <laughs> crazy about it. And now I know why. Uh, now I know. And it's crazy because when he did it also, I feel really bad because I didn't immediately say yes. Like obviously the answer yeah. is yes. But I said, like I disassociated through all of it. <laughs> Absolutely disassociated through it. Because I was- That walked- is the most Jessica thing. Too. Yeah, I was just like, the uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is happening? This is in our house. Exactly, exactly. And because I, you know, you guys know this, I have like weird things with commitment because I come from a divorced family and like everybody in my family is divorced from my grandparents to my aunts and uncles. So commitment was always a very scary thing for me. Hence yeah. why it's like eight years later now we're getting, yeah. you know, engaged. But so when it happened, all those fears, even though those fears have quieted down over the years and have I've gone to therapy and I'm not going to end up like the rest of my family, those fears in that moment just sprang up as soon as like the ring popped up. Oh, wow. And I, the, my first thing I said, <laughs> I know, I know, it's intense. your trauma? Hold on. <laughs> We're gonna let's, let's break it down. Forget always no, I open. Know, I this know. is now about let's you. Have, <laughs> therapy time. No, but this is Jessica's open. All right? <laughs> I'm wide open. Um, <laughs> do not take that down, mate. Do not do it. I'm looking at you, audience. 
Don't take your hand off. Take your hand off that button. But also do it, you know? (laughs) It'd be so funny if it was a GIF. Yeah, uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, But so I said, and I think the first thing I said was, this is so weird. And he's like, what? I was like, I don't, it's just so weird because it's so adult. I think the second thing I said was, this is so adult. (laughs) Just so like... Wow, you know, because I feel like such a child in my head all the time, and I feel, you know, I'm just like people getting married, buying houses. It's just so crazy, and I'm 34. Yeah, you know, Jessica, I can't keep defending you. I know you, sh- you shouldn't, Blizz, and I'm not asking you to. I have to own up to all this Jessica, bullshit. I feel like I relate to this so much, and Blizz, I don't know if you do. Thank too. you, Barbara. But like, we're <laughs> Jesse and I are around the same age. I'm yes. 33. She's 34. Yes, you were um, Jesus's age. Oh. Don't tell me that. Yeah. I don't want to die for make, anyone's sins. You better make big moves, oh, or if shit. not, uh, wine. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. But it's like I do not feel like an adult, and I should not be doing adult things. Like I should not be living by myself. I should not be cooking my own dinner. I should not be doing taxes. Like no. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. And so, like, I could see getting engaged. That's what grownups do. Yes. Yeah. I yes, a hundred percent. And so I get that. That's why it was weird to me. And Devin's like, I don't, "How is this weird to you?" It, you know, we've been together for eight years, and that alone is a, such a strange concept. Because we even yesterday talked about we've been all in very long term yeah. relationships. Yeah, you guys also, you and your partner hit five years. Yeah, we hit yeah. five years. Which is that's a great long good amount of time <laughs> it is and honestly like marriage is on my mind yeah. currently and i'm just like uh, okay yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, how do that's i an do adult that? thing yes. i'll be honest yes exactly uh. and then also just the concept of of marriage in general because if somebody were to be like do you do you want to marry him i'm like well marriage is strange in itself because where did marriage come from i guess like religion right the yeah. bible and that's, probably, I, guess, I, I assume, yeah. I think. Everything's I've never so read it. I, mean, sure. <laughs> I read it, won't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I know that he's my person because for a long time people kept asking me, why aren't you guys married yet? It's been so long. I'm like, I don't know, we're just chilling. And I know that he's my person. I don't have to get married. Because it doesn't change doesn't anything, change anything. Really, yeah, other exactly. than tax purposes. Yes, yeah. right? yes. And, but... Um, so I don't know. It's just, it was such a strange concept and everything. So I just felt, but yeah, no, my dad's like, it was the tradition of it. Like at least the symbolism of I am committed to you. Mm. And I, I do get that for sure. Um, but you ended up saying yes. I did say yes. Mm -hmm. After (laughs) After calling it very weird. Yes. I would say marriage is a a little bit weird because I know like my partner's family ask, oh, when are you two going to get married constantly? And I'm like, hi, this is our story. Yes. So mm. we're going to write it however we want to write it. If mm. I want to get married at 26, I'll get married at 26. If I want to get married at 40, I'll get married at 40. Uh-huh. But like for the longest time, they're just like, well, you know, like your brother did this, got married at this age. And like now would be the perfect time if you want kids and stuff like that. And I'm like, we'll probably adopt anyway. But so. also mm-hmm. like let mm-hmm. you guys figure right. that out. Yeah, it's like we understand. We are aware of how old we are and mm. how long we've been dating. We are well aware. It's not like someone going, uh, when are you going to put a ring on it? It's like, Oh my God, Jeez. you're right. Yeah. Oh my God. When I, am I going to put a ring? Like, I haven't it's thought like about people that. People aren't thinking about these. It's things. like I think I thought about it. <laughs> I, I promise you, I have. But yeah. it's just it's very funny because I've got to see. I got to like 
see us in the beginning of our relationship and to where we are now. And I have transformed this wonderful human being to be the most confrontational person. And I'm so happy about that. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> hey, we have people sponge off each other. You yes. know what I'm saying? I, before confrontation wasn't necessarily a thing. And then now I'll see him like interact with people and like bring up issues and be like, hi, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm like setting boundaries and Let's stuff. Now go. go. Yes. You're just like me for real. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it makes me so it makes me so happy. And like I've learned to really I've learned to communicate like super well being with him. Oh, for and, sure. Like, it's just so nice because communication is like one of my biggest yes. languages, I guess. Yeah. Love thing. Yeah. If you can love language. Love yeah. language. If uh-huh. you can be like transparent with me mm-hmm. and tell me how you're feeling, it helps me a lot. Yep. It helps me feel at ease mm-hmm. with what's going on. Should I just like text you like like every few hours of the day just to let you know what I'm doing and like Please. how I'm feeling like Liz okay. have a little bit of a tummy ache um, taking I'm, a twos I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say you're so brave for that if you have a tummy <laughs> ache <laughs> you're so brave for that that's so brave you. Um, I also, you know, we wanted to mention at the top two, if you've been watching Always Open, I know this is going to be uh, a couple episodes into the new season, but we added a couple things. We now have our little logo at the back of the room here. So if you are listening to this on the audio platforms, come on over to the All Good No Worries channel to check out the show visually. It's a very beautiful set and you're going to get to yeah. see Jessica and Bliss's beautiful faces too. This could be my room. I would this. I would decorate my room this way. It's really cute. And we're also like, we're just trying to figure out what works for the, the podcast and the set. So you might see tables changing, layout changing every now and then. We're just going with the flow here. This is a vibe. I have a question. How are you feeling with like the 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 changes of Always Open? Oh, like very good. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest as someone who has watched previous episodes, like this feels more intimate and I'm loving it. Yeah, I that's, that's what we wanted. <laughs> yes. I think like we've all the... My favorite thing about the show is like just getting to have real conversations with people I really enjoyed having conversations with, but also just getting to learn more about them. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to do when you're like together and feeling comfortable and all that all that fun stuff yeah. and have you know microphones right yeah of course too. of course and cameras everywhere yeah of course so yeah. yesterday i was telling jessica about my life and all the mini jobs that i've had i know yeah i know the ice I, cream truck driver <laughs> cracker barrel <laughs> biochemist yeah, oh yeah i'm a biochemist by the way i don't know if you know no, that. You, you know that one i you did tell me that yes and then i just didn't know that you're so smart you yeah. don't come off that way <laughs> you're so right <laughs> You're so right for saying that. Um, the, Bliss is the only person who would say you're you're so valid for you're that. You're so valid after for you saying just that insult exactly. because he's such a bully, and I like want to be a bully too. Yeah, yeah. See, no. you're rubbing up on people. Yeah, Confrontation. No, it, it, it works. But uh, yesterday we were talking, and you were like, "Wait, are you the mean one of, out of the three of us?" And we we were actually talking about that like earlier like, today yes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably the mean one. I don't know." But, but then you not. also told me about your wonderful work with. Um, I was going to say Cards Against Humanity, but it's actually... Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> very different. Know, very different companies. And then it was like, no, you're not mean. Look at you. Look yeah. at all this beautiful work. I built uh, four houses in one tiny home. See? I mean, like, yeah. That's wonderful. And it's kind of it's kind of yeah. cute because that's also kind of how I met my partner. We met through Habitat for Humanity. Wow. We were building a house together and also, you know, friendships and relationships. See? Look, it's cute as hell. <laughs> well... Speaking of gay things, gay. <laughs> Let's, gay. in the best way, um, I want to get into our questions for this episode. Ooh, okay. We got okay. a couple good questions. Um, and if you have a question for us, you could email alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We would love to hear from you uh, and potentially judge you <laughs> in the nicest way. 
Um, I'm only, judging. It's only God can judge. Okay. Yeah, don't God listen to now. her. <laughs> I'm God now. Is that what it says in the Bible? <laughs> it is, but you haven't read it, so you don't yeah. know. That's why it's we're true. true. It's true. <laughs> All right. So here is our question. I have identified as a straight woman all my life. I am also in my mid-20s and have only ever kissed another woman. That being said, I have definitely been sexually attracted to other women before and, more often than not, watch lesbian porn. However, I can't picture myself getting into a relationship with another woman. I don't know if that's a mental block, but I just can't see myself dating another girl. Saying that I have a fetish for women... Sounds like I should just be calling myself bisexual at that point, but I don't think I'll ever stray away from dating penis creatures. Great way of <laughs> I love that. calling that. I don't think I'm against sleeping with another woman at some point, though. The idea does interest me. So I guess my question is, is it gay to literally have sex with someone of the same sex? Is this me coming out? Can any homies relate? <laughs> Fellas, is it gay? Yeah. To... <laughs> Which this the person who wrote in actually did title this email, Fellas, Am I Gay? So. And I, I don't know who you are. Don't let me know. I just, I relate to you because I, this question, Fellas, is it gay? I got you. I love it. I love it. Fellas, um, is it gay? I have something on this. Yeah, please. But I, I, look, I, I'm bisexual, so I will tell you everything about sexuality. Um, first and foremost, there is a difference between uh, sexually attracted to someone and also uh, romantically attracted to someone. Mm -hmm. And what it sounds like is you could be sexually be attracted to uh, women if you mm -hmm. want to, but mm -hmm. romantically is not a thing, which is a-okay that that happens there. Um, I would say you do not have to label yourself if you do not want to. Uh, I do identify as bisexual, but something else I also identify as queer. Queer is just a, an open thing. It's an open spectrum. You forgot one. Bully. <laughs> oh, and also. bad bitch. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, oh, many things. You yeah, many things. Yeah. Oh, and God. slut. <laughs> and slut. <laughs> I am a slut. Um, proud of it, baby. Proud of it. Uh, but yeah, if, if you want to identify, you can. If you don't want to, then you don't want to. It's your story. It's your narrative. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, don't let anyone take that from you. Um, but also have fun finding out more things about yourself because that's, first and foremost, it's scary, but it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome to yeah. figure it out. No, yeah, that's, so. that's very true. Um, well, I have a follow-up before yeah. we get to you. No, go for it. Yeah. So you you mentioned you identify as bisexual. Was there a, ever a point where you kind of were in a similar situation where you find yourself attracted to men, but didn't see yourself in a relationship with one, like still had that mental block like our writer is describing? Or were you just like, I'm totally down to be in a relationship with anybody at like, oh yeah, this was I get more more particularly like the relationship side of things, saying that she has a mental block in terms mm -hmm. of picturing herself dating a woman. Mm -hmm. Did you go through that when you were kind of discovering yourself? What's super weird is I think I ghost wrote this question because that's oh. why I was like, did I? Did you? Because for the longest time I wasn't romantically attracted to uh, men, and I'm not gonna say like that's gonna change for you or anything like that. Like it could for me it changed. I ended up you know um, seeing that I could be romantically attracted to men or romantically attracted to anyone at that point, non-binary or someone who doesn't um, use gender whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, I, I did and I didn't have a term for how I felt mm. until I reached college. So I had felt these feelings in high school, but once I reached college, I understood that there was this term called bisexuality. Mm. And I was like, ooh. And just for uh, folks who don't know what bisexuality is, there's... 
<laughs> there's a change definition. <laughs> um, take out your notepads. Take out the notepads. <laughs> um, but things have changed recently where bisexuality means that you are attracted to, uh, it could be sexually or romantically, it's up to you. You're attracted to um, your own gender and everything outside of your gender. So those are the two groups, your own and everything out or lack thereof. So is there is there a difference between that and pansexuality? Yeah, so uh, bisexuality was a, a term that was coined first and then pansexuality came a little bit after. Um, both of them are different. They're sister sexualities, they call it. Okay. Uh, both of them are different. And a lot of times you'll see like parts, not hearts or hearts, not parts type of thing. Oh, I love that. Um, but it, it depends. It depends on everyone's uh, definition of it. A lot of the times people will just say bi plus and bi plus is someone who is bisexual, someone who is pansexual or someone who is omnisexual. Oh. And so okay. I'm still learning obviously, wow. but And so are we. Yeah, Wait, what is I don't what is omni? I'm going to come back to you on that one because <laughs> oh, okay. I have the definition oh, no, but good. I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, we want to make sure that we have totally. um, accurate yeah. stuff. But a lot of the times which it's super weird rhetoric, uh people were saying that um if you're pansexual you hate trans people, if you're bisexual you hate trans people because you're not attracted to them and I was like Wait, no, because even if we think about it, like, if there's a trans man that that is a man, then someone would be attracted to right. them. So I'm like, this doesn't necessarily make well, sense Well, it doesn't make anymore. sense because, like, why would you – It's hating people? I don't – It's really people want, just trying yeah. to cause chaos within a community. Yeah. But, like, shout out to the bi, pan, omni folks or bi plus folks. Okay. I see you. Yeah. I see there you. you. Go. Cool. But, yeah, I, I did fall um, into that. And a lot of the times people tell you to pick a side or something like that. You did don't you have to. Did you only date that. women before? Yes, I only dated women okay. before. Um, and then I fell in love with uh, the lead actor in a high school uh, show of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, just, I was looking at Jessica so, the whole time. Just going, oh, it's like, I can't wait. He's just going to tell us a love story. <laughs> I was a stage manager. Um, oh, naughty. And, and you I fell, fell for the lead. Seymour. Oh, it's hot. And then, then we it's broke hot. up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys keep it secret? Like you were the stage manager and he was the yeah, lead of the show? Yeah, it was like oh. a little bit secret and okay. it was fun. And then okay. he ended up cheating on me with the dentist. <gasps> What's, are we allowed to know his name? Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, stuff. you know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, we're cool. We're chill. <laughs> we're all chill. <laughs> we're chill. No. Yeah, it happens. Oh not with us. You're not cool with you us. You made enemies. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Jessica, what do you think? What do you think of, of this question? That's so interesting because um, actually, I wish Mariel was here because I had a talk with her about this years ago. Because um, definitely growing up, like in middle school and high school, I had some experiences with women. It was all above the waist because if I'm being honest, I love I love titties. You slut. They're, Sorry. They're, they're, they're wonderful. They're nice. They're titties just like nice. flippy, flippy bags. <laughs> titties are like one of the most. They're just I don't, Perfect things ever created. <laughs> they really are. So it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, those are nice. I wanted to touch them. So I did. And <laughs> so, you know, had some experiences and stuff. Definitely some experiences in college. Again, nothing too crazy. But I know that that from my conversations with other um, female friends of mine, you know, I feel like they've had some experiences as well, more often than men, because I feel like men 
they have this, I don't know, there's such a, a stigma of like experimenting on that, whereas mm -hmm. it's a little bit more open with women yeah. and women are. That's a, that's going to be, I think, a, a long time before that really shifts. I know. Yeah. And a lot you of, know, it's very fun, guys. Days. You should try. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Just having fun. I don't know. Just, just bodies are cool. Exactly. As a biochemist, experiment. Exper exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as a smart and intelligent biochemist. Yeah. I think you mean bi. Yeah. As a biochemist. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also watch um, lesbian porn as well. And I actually had this yeah. conversation with Mariel. Uh, this was maybe the year before the pandemic. It was just me and her in our office when we were in court just mm -hmm. talking. And I was like, I watch lesbian porn, strictly almost lesbian porn. Um, but I was like, I don't think that, I mean, if it does, cool. Like if I'm like, oh, there's, you know, maybe I am bi. And she was like, that's actually more oft, uh, it's more common than you think. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense because- at least porn these days, at least the straight porn that I have come across is just so made for men mm -hmm. and not women. It's so a lot I of like, like male perspective. Oh it's a God, little more so aggressive sometimes, yes. a little more. Yes. Yeah. And watching lesbian porn is just like a breath of fresh air. Some lesbian porn is also, I feel you like. You also have two sets of tits. Yeah. Exactly. There's like more fun more, things to look at. More, <laughs> more I've, heard of, I've heard of um, like femmes being interested in gay porn, like uh, man on man. I have seen, well, I've seen threesomes with two men and a woman and the men are getting it on too. And that's awesome. But yeah, I think I do strictly, it's mainly just lesbian porn because I feel more comfortable watching it. It it's makes me feel better. more at ease. I, it is. So, it's, yeah. be, it's better. It's, <laughs> the it's, thing it's, I enjoy know. about porn is watching the woman enjoy herself. Exactly. Like I don't watch it to watch the man. I watch it's to the watch woman. the woman get Pleasure. Yes, because in the straight porn, she looks she, she like she's getting hurt. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to find the right stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, it exists right. out there. You but should look to up. To each their own. Yeah. Always. You should totally. look up uh, porn that has been directed by a man and porn that has been directed by like a woman, a woman. Oh, and see how different yeah. it is. Because I've seen both of those and I'm okay. like, what you're talking about just sounds like porn that was literally mm -hmm. directed by a woman and it shows people caring and actually makes sense, like not sticking a stiletto up your... I know, right? Exactly. What do you guys... What, do you guys uh, what, what websites are you on? That's a good question. <laughs> I've not seen a single stiletto up an ass. Well, no, I haven't... Well, if I have seen that in the thumbnail, I'm just like, I don't want to click that. But yeah, yeah but long story short, um, I... What is this person's name? I'm so they, sorry. Uh, uh, anonymous. Anonymous. Okay. Yes. Anonymous. Hello. Um, <laughs> I feel you 100%. I am also, in the end, I think, attracted to creatures with a penis as well. Um, but I always, and I've even actually talked to Devin about this because I've always wanted to take that extra step with a woman just to like figure it out for myself. And I told him, I was like, hey, could I do this before we get married? He's like, no, that's cheating. I was like, all right, well, that time's <laughs> up. So I'll never get that I mean, moment. you're not married yet. I'm not married yet. <laughs> um, but, just kidding. Um, but the cure, I, that's what, just like Liz was saying, I, I encourage you to experiment. And then one day, you know, you'll figure it out. It'll click. But also, like you said, the term queer. And like yeah. also not yeah. labeling you yourself. Why label do yourself. we have to label ourselves? Yeah. I'm just like, I it's like. It's to make other people feel comfortable. Okay. And it's like. Yeah. At the end of the day, are you feeling comfortable with yourself? Good so. question. That's a good question. Thing. Yep. I do think, though, like for this situation, it's interesting because mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know what something is like until you try it. Mm -hmm. And so saying you've never dated a woman, you've only been kind of sexually attracted to them mm -hmm. and feel like you can't date a woman. Maybe you can. Maybe you just haven't found the person with the right energy, yeah. um, the right personality, the right you know, whatever you're looking for, whatever you vibe with and connect with, mm -hmm. maybe there is a situation where 
you might find you connect really well with dating a woman and you mm-hmm. are really happy and enjoy it. So mm-hmm. not saying that you have to or that you need yeah. to try that, yep. but like I wouldn't hold yourself off and close yourself off from that experience. You're yep. probably falling in love with your best friend right now and you don't know. <laughs> That's I'll true. That's I'll true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's I'll a lot of like best friend situations. Yeah. Yep. Mine was a best friend situation yep. currently. There you go. <laughs> See? Like, um, I could speak personally too from my experience. Like I definitely find women attractive. Yes. Um, <gasps> and have for a while, but like I'm <laughs> discovering that more and more. I, I haven't identified as bisexual. I'm, I just know I'm somewhere yep. on the spectrum. Yep. Um, but I have also realized this about myself. I like masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So like when I do find a woman attractive, she typically has a more mask presence. She can mm-hmm. crush you probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and I think that's just kind of like what I've always liked is like to be. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like being you know, yeah. the powerful one in a relationship yeah. necessarily. I like yeah. being cared for and like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Hey, there's a balance. Yeah. 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 But, you know, maybe it's just about finding the person with the right type of energy. And that's what, that's what, what is it? Pansexuality? That's where it's hearts. So it's, it's just like, like whoever hearts, you. Hearts, hearts, that's hearts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thing. I don't know if that's an outdated okay. thing. So I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. But, okay. um, yeah. yeah, it could just be the person, whoever you just fall in love with, you fall in love with. Yeah. I think there's like, the beauty of humankind is there are people who are masculine, there are people who are feminine, but there are people who contain both masculinity mm-hmm. and femininity. Mm-hmm. Like I'm someone who thinks that I contain femininity. Mm-hmm. I was written by a woman, maybe. Mm-hmm. Knows? I think you were. I was mm-hmm. written by a woman. Love uh, but I'm someone who sees myself as mask, but also like mm-hmm. there's a feminine side to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like think that. I was written by a 12-year-old boy. That makes sense. No, but I mean, it, just, makes <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. When I first met Barbara years ago, like she, you know, you were still drawing dicks everywhere, like on everything. Yes, I was that very was immature. Just, no, but I mean, but I think the moral of this is that it's a spectrum and it's fluid and yeah. it's and also, just, it is what it is. You're in your mid-20s. Yeah. You got. Oh my God, you're in your mid-20s. You literally have so much time to... Really, you know, find what you like. And also, like, things could change if you think you like something and then you end up not liking it or want to try something with someone and end Mm -hmm. up thinking this is not it. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just the wrong person. Never know. Don't get to where I am where now you have a ring on your finger and you can't go back. (laughs) So figure, you know. (laughs) Also, don't give yourself a deadline to finding out more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, Well, thank you, guys. And thank you for writing in. Yeah. That was a great question. That was a really good question. I love Jessica so much. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. I just I love your energy. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Do you love aviators but hate how they always get tangled in your hair? That has always been my problem with standard aviators. I can't wear them even though I love the look. Shady Rays has these super cute new tangle-free aviators and seriously, it's pretty amazing. You could get the classic aviator look without the messy hair because of their custom patent-pending nose piece that they've designed specifically to avoid tangling. Check it out. I mean, I'll just show you. There's no little space in between, so you can just put it up in your hair, put it back down. It doesn't get caught, and they look pretty cool. Am I right? Gotta have the finger points. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of their eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Lose or break your pair even on day one, and they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, which is you guys, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Head to ShadyRays.com slash TangleFree with the code OPEN for 30% off their best-selling Tangle Free Aviators and much more. 
Save before they sell out and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Now back to the show. I'm trying to decide between these next two questions of which one to do. Let's do, let's do an I am the asshole question. Okay. <laughs> this is the one I didn't read. Oh, perfect. You'll hear it now for the first time. <laughs> okay. So just so peek behind the curtain here for everyone listening or watching. We send our guests the questions beforehand so they could read them and know maybe if there's any points they want to hit to talk about or any advice they want to give. Just so you guys are prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read this one. But this will be saying. fresh <laughs> for the eyes of Jessica. Get ready for this one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Am I the asshole for lying to my wife when I lost my job? Backstory. Six years ago, I lost my job because I'm responsible for 80% of the family financial burden. I didn't tell my wife so as to not panic her. I covered the bills with my credit card, etc. I would leave the house pretending I was going to work, then sit uh, in a car park, frantically applying for another job. She found out and she was really mad, took her ages to forgive, I found another job and things went back to normal. Now fast forward six years. Last October, my working hours were reduced by half. Again, I didn't want to panic my wife, so I'd work Monday to Wednesday, and then on Thursday and Friday, I'd leave the house pretending I was in work while looking for another five-day job. Also, I lost my mother in the same month. Anyway, my wife found out that I wasn't in work on Thursday and Fridays, and she's mad that I lied to her. She had to help me cover the mortgage for January as I was struggling. I had paid the mortgage all by myself nonstop for eight years. Now I have a new job, better paid too, which will start next week. However, my wife said that she couldn't forgive me because I lied to her twice in the course of our marriage. I was thinking that I lied so as to not panic her, and it's not like I'm having an affair. I didn't see the big deal with my lie. Am I really the asshole here? I've never cheated, and the only lies I told were about the loss of my job on two occasions. Nothing else. Please, please give me your honest critique of the situation. Yes, okay. you are the asshole here. Okay, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you're an asshole. <laughs> there, I was like, who's going to go first? I need to process this one. So I, I forgot. Do they, do they have kids? I don't know if they have kids or not. Regardless, you're in a marriage, especially when you share a mortgage and bills and things like that. You have to be yeah. So upfront about the truth of that situation. Yeah. My first question that I thought of is like, there's a reason why he doesn't feel comfortable telling his wife uh, this. What's the trauma? What's, yeah. Like, is, <laughs> yeah. It, is it, do you not have good communication or is it such a, a, a men I know? And again, I, I hate men. So this is, I'm, I'm biased here. I'm sorry. But men. Also, if, if, have, if you identify as male and you're watching the show, thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm you're so sorry. You're the good one. No, yeah, I hate yes. you, but thanks yeah, for watching. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I should, yeah. Um, but I know that there's like a lot of men tend to deal with like ego and pride mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, it's a it's a very toxic masculinity trait that is carried over from a lot of generational trauma. Yes. yes. And so if that is an issue too, that needs to be worked on. But um yeah, I'm like, what is the reasoning why he's so terrified of telling her this is my first well, question. That makes me wonder too. Like I I almost wish he had more backstory into if there's been instances where he's felt like he can't be honest with his wife because mm-hmm. that's also a deeper issue. If yes. you feel like being honest or upfront about something with your partner is going to cause them to explode, mm-hmm. to fight back, to do anything that makes you fear a reaction from them, that also is something that needs to be yeah talked about and worked out because, you know, not saying that he should have done this and that he's in the right, yep. but I do understand from the pers- perspective of like, well... 
I'm kind of scared yeah. to, to get the reaction. Exactly, exactly. Like, is there some sort of, like you said, trauma? Like, did something happen to where you're terrified of her? Or is yeah. it just toxic masculinity and all this? So uh, as someone who used to be a toxic uh, person, oh. used to. Okay. We're, we're working on it. I need to learn um, more about you. <laughs> so I actually was in the same boat of anytime talking about fan finances with my partner, I would never talk about finances. Okay. I would never show my partner my bank account or anything like that. Okay. Because uh, I was afraid of, um, one, being judged or not being able to hold the the house down or whatever mm -hmm. uh, if I needed to. Um, mm -hmm. And things kind of changed when we moved to Austin and he was looking for a job and I was like the main provider for the family and stuff like that. I had to be comfortable talking to him about finances. And it took it took like a year, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but we got to a point where now I could just be like, hey, I'm a little low this week um, because I had to do this or I'm waiting for a sponsorship to come through mm -hmm. or something like that. And he'll be like, yeah, no, I completely understand. I want to help out wherever I can. Yeah. Um, and it's nice knowing that I don't know where I got this fear from, but I was going to be looked down upon okay. because I didn't have enough money. And this was, um, it's probably because I grew up like not having a lot of money. Sure. I think that's probably sure. what it was. Yeah. So I get that, but you have to understand at the end of the day, you are in a relationship with someone who is signing up to be with you in your bad moments and your good moments. It's a partnership. It's a partnership yeah. there. So. Well, question then, what, what was the turn of events for you that made you open up to, to, to talk about this then? I had to, but also I started off um, when I quit my, I used to work for the government too. That's yeah. fun facts. That's fun facts. <laughs> job Blizz number Lord. 82. Blizzard. <laughs> uh, but I quit my job to be a full-time content creator. And I had to, I had to like talk about money and stuff like that. And then we. Which the gig economy is very difficult. It's very difficult. Yep. But then we moved in together. Mm. And my main job was being a content creator. Can't so like. It. You can't yeah. hide it. So I would be like, yeah, I'm doing this much or I can provide this much. Is this okay for us in terms of rent if we split it in half? Yeah. And like split thing, like split the bills in half and stuff like that. And what, who will cover what? Mm. So like we had to have that conversation. Yeah. And if we didn't, then honestly there would be moments where I would pretend that – or there would, there would be probably moments where I would pretend that I had the money and I didn't and I would be down – that and it, I, it sounds so incredibly stressful too to not just be open like what he's doing this the person mm -hmm. I it sounds so stressful to go to work and go to work or to just leave the house leave the and house. then spend the entire time yeah. you're out trying to look for jobs and to worry about like hiding this from your partner too but also your partner could help you find a job that's why and i'm like partner, is there something going on yeah you doesn't feel comfortable there might be something going on in the yeah I, I think there is maybe a a deeper issue here um, that maybe couples therapy or counseling yeah. might help, um, but also just communicating with each other of, you know, if you do feel afraid or like you're going to get a very reactionary response from being open about this hardship you're dealing with, that's a bigger, yeah. deeper conversation that you know you need to have, I think, with your wife. I'm I'm also like now thinking about what did the wife do? Yeah. So after finding this out, the wife paid for rent. And then she yeah. she communicated, I'm still hurt from the lie. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, that's good communication. Thank you so much for letting yeah, me know. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah. It's also this, the, this kind of angle, too, of like, well, I didn't cheat on her, so she shouldn't be mad at me. It's like, he's immediately victimizing himself. Yes. Like, yeah. obviously, you shouldn't cheat on your partner. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't even come into play. It's it, yeah. there's something very hurtful about being lied to, especially when you're supposed to be in a very trusting, mm -hmm. open, communicative situation with someone because mm -hmm. they are literally your partner. Mm 
um, husband and wife own a home together, you gotta you gotta know what's going on with each other. Yeah, it's not one of those situations where you're just like, I'll handle it myself. It's okay. I understand yeah. I lied to you, but Lisa didn't cheat on you. Hold on. Yeah, no, <laughs> <Hold on>. that's, <laughs> those don't go together. But in your case, you felt safe telling your partner. Like you weren't afraid that they would get upset with you. No. Um, yeah, you were just like, I just have to own up to this. I just have to do it. But it took like three years, Yeah. to be honest, because grow, uh, yeah. we. I think there was two things. We both needed to grow yeah. at that point, and yeah. we were in that process of growing and trusting and having open forms of communication and transparency. Yep, yeah. And he could tell that it was getting serious when I was like, hey, you want to look at my bank account, or do you mm-hmm. want to know how much I have or how much I'm making mm-hmm. this week? Mm-hmm. And. It, it's like really nice, but it's hard to get to because there is that whole perception. Even though I'm in a queer relationship, there's mm-hmm. that whole perception of I have to be the man. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to yep. hold the boat down. And that's yep. honestly probably a lot where this is coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This person thinking, well, I'm I'm the one who provides mm-hmm. for this family. So mm-hmm. if I fail in that capacity, I feel lesser than or that I failed. I'm not a man. Um, yes. Which, again, if you're in a loving relationship, mm-hmm. understanding each other, helping each other, being there for each other when you know, things don't always work out the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine if, if let's say there's a, a world where I lost my job. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine not immediately going to Trevor and being yeah. like, I lost my job. Yeah. Oh, like, God, it's such a huge. I, I feel like the weight of trying to lie to someone oh, and to God. like go to a fake job every it's day. It's so stressful. Anxiety right gives now. me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And also when I think about like the crux of the question of like, am I the asshole? I feel like it can be reduced to very simple terms of like what is right and what is wrong. And although all of these things you might feel that that we're talking about, maybe you don't feel comfortable telling your wife and there's some issues you have to go through. We all have issues. I understand that and I get that. Or some toxic masculinity issues within yourself that, again, we all have issues, but it's still at the the base level, it was wrong not to tell your wife now on two different occasions. Yeah. Therefore, I think we all agree you are a bit of yeah. an asshole. Just a bit, you know, yeah. because it, like it was—it's just wrong to do that. You know what was right, and and you just didn't do it even a second time. Yeah, <laughs> especially when she communicated her feelings towards what happened the first time. Yeah, and you didn't take that into consideration when it happened again. Yeah, I'm very sorry for you, though. It yeah. is very difficult to lose your job and to feel mm-hmm. that pressure, and you don't want to hurt someone and to panic. You know, your family mm-hmm. can't imagine the pressure that that brings, but. Yeah. You know, I think everything's easier when you do it together. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do things alone. And it seems like you're choosing to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to. There's mm-hmm. There are probably friends that you have or, mm-hmm. you know, you have your wife um, that can be there for you and help you whenever you need that. You just need to probably ask for said help. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Well, let's, let's do one more. Okay. okay. I'm down. We'll, yeah. we'll do a little speed run through this okay. next question. Um, so this is another question that was written into the show. Okay. Again, if you have any questions for the show, if you have an I am the asshole question or just a question <laughs> about your life or relationships or anything you want to do, always open at rooshteeth.com. All right. Here is our question. How do you figure out a way to communicate with your partner in a healthy way? My boyfriend and I are going on eight years of being together and we both love each other and want to marry each other and have a family. The only fights we ever have are about our poor communication. Sometimes we fight about how we communicate. Our communication styles are completely different, and we definitely struggle trying to figure out how to communicate with one another. I would love some advice on how we could figure out how to talk to each other so that we hear the other person. Great question. Also, great question right after that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, totally. 
eight years, man. Okay, so eight years. I know. I mean, like, yeah, as the eight-year relationship yeah, person. As eight years. The first thing that came to me, this will be an, uh, a quick answer, is uh, I think me and Devin were, I think maybe three or four years in, and we were having some communication issues as well. And we we're like, I even brought up, do we need to go to couples counseling or something like that? Uh, and we both agreed to go to therapy on our own as individuals first. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, our communication just got better because it wasn't necessarily with each other. Again, their problems might be different, but I realized that once we learned or basically had a third party tell us. Well, I think it's it's learning to express yourself. Yes. And feel comfortable expressing yourself, which I think therapy is a, a really helpful Absolutely. tool for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because we came back and we're like, oh, we don't need couples therapy. We needed therapy with our own damn selves. Yeah. yeah. And then came back. <laughs> Because it was also like nice to hear like whenever I would express my anger towards my therapist about something that he did, she would help me understand like, well, you have to sit back and you have to listen to each other and really take it in because we're so concerned with everything that we want to say and my thoughts are valid and my feelings are valid and your thoughts and feelings still can be valid even with your partner, even while you listen to your partner and even while their thoughts and feelings are still valid too. So like there are times where me and Devin will be, we don't even fight. We don't, I don't, I can't tell you the last time we got into a big fight, but even when we get into little tiffs or something, he'll be like, well, my thoughts and feelings are valid right now. And I'm like, well, mine are mm-hmm. too. And he's like, okay. And then that's, just, that's the end of it because it is. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, we both have our thoughts and our feelings right. and stuff. But there is, I mean, it, there is something to say on like, no matter what, you you still have to compromise and sacrifice for one another and whatnot. But um, well, I, my question is, how did they make it eight years without yeah, feeling like wild. they have good honest. communication? Like yeah. that, I'm impressed That's a, that, that is very impressive. the relationship has lasted that long when communicate because honestly, to me, the one thing that makes a relationship last is communication. hundred percent. Yeah. And the fact that you guys feel you, you have different communication styles and that's something you, is like the only struggle you have. I don't know how you've made it work this long. So, But it's so interesting. Kudos to you. Because I have no couples that have been together for a long time, I think we all know couples that have been together for a long time that, you know, just broke up or have, have broken up after a long time. Sure. And, and it just didn't work even throughout all of that time, you know, sure. and they were together for so long. And so it's just like, it's very interesting how you can be together for someone with somebody for so long and still it's not clicking up, you yeah. know, that makes sense. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin on this one. Um, it's your love language. It's love language. This is where bliss is so thrives. I thrive in communication. <laughs> um, step one, therapy. Step one. Therapy, therapy. always. Yes. Uh, something that I've kind of, that I do that has been very helpful. We sometimes, if we're upset about a situation, we take like an hour to sit back real quick and think about like, why are we upset about the situation or mm-hmm. how we're feeling, how we're feeling. Um, this is something we've kind of established just through the failures and successes of our relationship. And there's also on Sundays, we sit down on the couch and we talk about everything that we're feeling. Oh, I love that. Yes, 100%. Or if we go to the gym together, usually we'll go at like 3 a.m. at night. Just don't worry about that. But it's like a nice so therapy. As opposed moment. to 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, it was just really <laughs> like, cute. I love when people cannot compute 3 a.m. Um, but yeah, like just having our moments to talk to each other. So it kind of throws me off that you all have been in a relationship for eight years. Yeah don't really understand the communication style, but I think you do know it because it seems like both of you are saying how you communicate, but you're not getting to the point of where both of you can compromise in communication. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you said you knew, and you told yourself here, 
you know like how your partner responds to things and how your partner communicates to things. And I think your partner might know how you communicate and respond to things. So what's stopping you two from compromising? That's See, my I question. See, I feel like they're missing those tools. The two, the two, so you've gone to therapy. Yeah. You, you're, have you gone to therapy? I'm, I'm working on okay, it. Okay. I, I tried yep. some uh, online therapy during quarantine that okay. wasn't really hitting it for me. Yes. So yeah. I'm looking into a more permanent solution. I did not know how to appropriately communicate just in general in my life uh, even in my like friendships, family and all this other stuff until I went to therapy. So when you're, when you're bringing up in this moment, like you guys know how to communicate. I don't know if they have those tools. The tools mm-hmm. It's those tools to just be like, okay, how this is what's going to take us like this, uh, the next step further to actually making this work. So we're both communicating, but they're like communicating like the, I don't know, they're not connecting yeah. or something. Yeah. That's, that's a hard one. Cause I know like, um, it's hard to like talk about it because I'm not a therapist, so I yeah, can't tell. Not, yeah. None of us are therapists. Yeah, I just want to point that out. None of us are <laughs> yeah. professional mental health or therapist. Uh, no. I just repeat what my a, therapist tells yeah. me. We just, just are speaking life experience. Life experiences. Um, yeah. Something I will say because um, I feel very blessed to be in a relationship where I feel like it's the best communication I've ever had with another individual in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I had to kind of learn myself. This is from no one else trying to teach to me. Mm-hmm. Um, be okay with being wrong. I think there's a lot of people in relationships who, when they do argue or have trouble communicating, is because they're they're very stubborn. Yes. And they don't want to admit that they might have said something in a bad way or done something that upset the other person. And I think just trying your best to understand the other person's side of things and yeah. how what your actions or words might have done to them and how that made them feel, even if it's not what you intended or what you meant or anything like that. Just taking a step back and saying, I understand why my tone when I said that came off this way and I apologize for that. There's nothing wrong with apologizing, even if you feel like you're in the right, Mm -hmm. even if you feel that way. I think that could go a long way. I love it. Like, Barbara's the only one that hasn't been a therapy here, but she just, like, dropped the most profound, like, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's the like, ding, oh, ding, 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 right there. Oh, yeah. That is the, another thing that I love about uh, therapy, too, because now when anybody says something to me, we just got notes on a cut for something at work, and they were kind of devastating. Mm. And in that moment, I was just like, it is what it is. Like, you're, you're just like, I... You take it in? Yeah, you just take it in. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay. Or, like, if I did something wrong that hurt someone's feelings, it's like, okay, because you're not perfect and you're not going to yeah. do yeah. and say things, everything right. You're going to mess up. And and also, I know it's tough. Try not to bottle things in. I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of where a lot of explosive reactions come from yeah. and a lot of arguments tend yes. to come from is when something's been bothering you and eating at you and you feel like there's no way that you know how to bring it up or you don't, won't, don't want to bring it up because you are in fear of a potential explosion yep. or um, reactive response. Yep. But just like immediately being like, Hey, you kind of said this to me and like it 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 hurt me because of this and yeah. I just want to like get my feelings out yeah. there and like let you know. Yeah. And hopefully if you work on your communication skills, yeah. maybe you know, talk to a therapist or invest in yeah. in yourself in that way. Um resentment will start to kick in too and that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. Resentment between yeah. relationships. I try or, not to take things so personally. Yes. Like just trying to balance out each other all yes. the time. Yes, yeah. that's a great answer. I agree. 100%. That's something I've done with friends, not just relationships. Well, Same. friendship is a relationship. Oh, yeah. Anymore. Yes. Um, but I've done that with friends and it's... That's where I've grown the most is relationships with friends and like, don't be afraid yeah. to tell somebody 
that now I can't keep it in. Now I need to like, it's true. I really can't, I can't keep it in anymore. Now I'm like, if I'm upset with somebody or I'm like, I I don't like them, especially if I don't like somebody, like I just, you'll see it all over my face and I'll just sit there and I just won't talk and I'll just like go inside myself because I can't hide it. So now it's like really bad. It's like, I need to start working on the facade more again. But but yes, yeah, just. I I mean, I'm always, I'm a blunt person. (laughs) Or if I have an issue. that. I usually will be like, I have an issue with this. Hello, it's me, the problem. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you guys uh, for your input there. And thank you for the questions, everyone who wrote in today. And again, I'm going to mention it again. If you have a question for us on the show, email always open at roosterteeth.com. That's going to be it for us today. But mm-hmm. make sure mm-hmm. if you're listening to this on audio platforms or if you're seeing this anywhere else, come over to the All Good Knowers YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe. There's tons of other fun shows that are being released every single week. Uh, So stay tuned for those. And thank you very much to our whole crew here in the studio. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.